listening to True G Radio. Turn up that dial. Welcome to Faith Radio with your host, Dr. Daniel Merrick. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. But that's the translation, but that's wrong. The Lord is not the translation. It is uh, Yahweh or Yahweh. So that's his name. He who causes to be. In other words, that's, that's God's name. So get your Bible and get ready to study the word of Almighty Yahweh with Dr. Dan. That's his name. It isn't Lord. Who has believed their message? And now, Dr. Dan. Welcome to Faith Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Merrick, and it is the night... About sunset time is coming around, and it's the uh, time of the Feast of Trumpets here. And if we see the full moon, or if we see the sighted moon, the crescent, the little sliver of the moon, we'll observe the moon and see that it is the first day of the seventh month, and therefore it would be marked as the Feast of Shouting and Trumpets day. The day which commemorates in a looking forward a shadow of things to come of the last trumpet sounding and the return of Mashiach. And then we shout for joy as we rise up to meet him in the air and be changed like it says in 1 Corinthians 15.52. So we're awaiting the observance of the sliver of the moon to see that this is actually the first day of the seventh month. Now, there's a nasty religious rumor out there that uh, the blank sky is actually the new month, and that you, uh, and that uh, this is what they call in the Jewish traditions of rabbinical religion the Rosh Hashanah or the New Year. Well, the Scripture says different in Leviticus chapter 23, and so you may wonder, as I have throughout the years, why the rabbinical Jewish sects of Orthodox, the Hasidic mystics, the Kabbalists, the Talmudists, and the different uh, religious denominations of Judaism have been keeping this as the new year when it's the first day of the seventh month. Well, the answer to that is, is that in 70 AD, the Jewish remnants that were left in Israel were taken by the Caesar general Titus of the Caesar of Rome. And they were taken back to Rome and paraded through the streets. About 70 to 72 AD is when that happened. They went into a captivity and a dispersion that has lasted for 1700 plus years. It lasted until about 1948 when the tribe of Judah remnants and some Benjamin and some others that were Ashkenazi uh, J1Bs, uh, Jewish and Sephardic Jewish, and Ethiopian, uh, the black Jewish, or the black Hebrew tribes, returned in part in 1948, 1949, 
they had been going back after World War II. And so for 1,700 plus years, they didn't keep any of the sacred appointed Moedim or holy times of the year according to Leviticus chapter 23. So they forgot how to do it. But in the 1500s, these rabbinicals that had forgotten under the leadership of the Masorites who were Catholic monks, who were also Jewish rabbis, um, started to research and do studies out of the books. And they came up with these ideas of, of uh, mixing the blowing of the shofar for the new year with the blowing of the shofar for the Feast of Trumpets. And what they called a civil year uh, that started in the announcement on the Feast of Trumpets of the Jubilee, which is to be done every 49th year in the 50th year of the Jubilee. And they confused it because they hadn't been keeping the ways of Yah. So when we look at this and we start to understand and we start to study our scripture and history, we find out that they confused this uh, also with uh, what the feasts were. They called the first fruits offering of the springtime of the first fruits of barley a feast. And it was translated that way because of the rabbinical influence from 1500 to 1550 when they formed the new form of Jewish religion. Because there was no Judaism religion from 1500 before. There were those that knew that they were Jews uh, but um, they weren't really practicing anything in the form of a denomination or a religion or a sect. The Pharisees and the Sadducees had died out. And when Rome took them captive, uh, they were assimilated into the European nations and the nations of the world afterwards. And they had no knowledge that they were actually uh, uh, supposed to keep the feasts, seven feasts, according to Leviticus chapter 23. So they had no clue. Uh, we see this happen before in history, too, in the scriptures. If you go to Nehemiah, the eighth chapter, it says that uh, uh, the, the priests opened up and uh, looked at the, Ezra looked at the book of the law. And he said, well, I didn't know that this was the first day of the seventh month and that this is the Feast of Trumpets and that the Feast of Tabernacles is coming and, and uh, we should keep these sacred days. And they read the law in the public place, and all the people prepared to keep the feasts and started keeping the Feast of Trumpets and Atonement and Tabernacles. Now, it also says at the end of the eighth chapter in Nehemiah that they kept the seventh feast, the Feast of the Eighth Day Assembly, as was the manor. Now, that's the seventh feast. It's not part of Tabernacles. If you go to Leviticus chapter 23 and you read it, it says seven days, Yahuwah Almighty commands you to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And then on the eighth day of that uh, back-to-back feast, you shall keep the solemn assembly of the eighth day assembly, which has been called the last great day by most modern true Yahudim who worship Yah and not men. Romans chapter 2, it says the true Jew will be one who worships Yah and not men by their religions and their traditions. Mark 7, 7, In vain you worship me, teaching for the doctrines of Yah, the commandments of man-made-up traditions and religions. And so 
when we see the truth here and we read in the book of Nehemiah in chapter 8, it says that they had forgotten the law of Yahweh Almighty. They'd forgotten Yah's law. They didn't follow what Yahweh, Yahweh wanted them to follow. They followed what they wanted their own way. And they followed what they had forgotten and they made things up. And it happened in Nehemiah 8 when they returned from Babylon. It happened prior to that when they returned from the captivity of Assyria. It happened again when they returned to Israel from the Roman Empire captivity of the European uh, captivities. And it, they had mixed the faith and misunderstandings and misinterpretations of scriptures into a whole new form of Jewish religion, which didn't keep the pure law of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, or Leviticus chapter 23. So if we read there in Leviticus chapter 23, it tells us the feast. It says there's three spring feasts. The feast of Passover, which is a back-to-back feast one day on the 14th, of the month at sundown until the 15th of the month at sundown when the 50 or uh, sundown the 13th it would really be on the jewish calendar until sundown the 14th which would be the 14th day of the first month is passover they eat the passover and then on the 15th day they eat the unleavened bread for seven days so it's another back-to-back feast similar to trumpets are similar to the Feast of Tabernacles and the last great day or the eighth day assembly, which represents Judgment Day. And I can understand why a person would want to remove Judgment Day from the record, basically, and go, oh, you know, I didn't see this. But if you go to Revelation 20, you can see what the last great day represents. It says, and then after the thousand years, those who did not yet live or was not resurrected in the first resurrection were risen up all great and small everybody was risen in the second resurrection to stand before the judgment throne of almighty yah and receive either rewards or be cast in the lake of fire so when we see that in revelations that's the last great day that's the day of judgment after the earth is renewed and the new jerusalem comes down out of heaven then the resurrection of the dead the second time, and all those who were not uh, righteous, who were not resurrected in the first resurrection at the coming of Messiah, then the second resurrection, they're resurrected for Judgment Day. That's why the last great day, the seventh feast, is after the Feast of Tabernacles, if you read it there. Now, so what is first fruits that they mixed up and called it a feast and then counted as one feast in the spring? And, and then they totally ignore the first fruits offering of the wheat at the Feast of Shavuot or the Pentecost, the, the Feast of Weeks, where you count seven weeks to the Feast of, of Shavuot. And then they totally ignore the fruit trees, first fruit offering, and the vines, the grape vines, first fruit offerings of the Feast of Tabernacles that you're supposed to have, which represents the um, wine of the wrath of Yah and the wine of the joy of the wedding feast. And so um, uh, they, re- they, they totally disregard the fact that they start with the barley first fruits offering in, in unleavened bread. 
in Leviticus chapter 23. And if they're keeping it as a feast, then they have to keep that feast and it keeps going all the way to tabernacles. Because if it's a feast, a modim, a set-apart appointment, then you got you got barley, then you go to wheat, and then you go to fruit-bearing trees and vines in tabernacles. Well, that's a stretch of, of several months of resting and not doing anything but bringing in uh, uh, the first fruits and, and, and resting on those days. So it's not a feast. It's not a Shabbat. It's not a in, in the Sabbath in the feast Sabbath day, like like the Sabbath days within the feast that we have with the first day in the, of, of unleavened bread and so on. Um, first fruits is an offering. It, three times a year, the scripture says in Torah, three times a year, the men of Israel shall not come to Yahuwah empty, but they shall bring an offering. That's during the feast of unleavened bread during the Feast of Shavuot or Pentecost or weeks, as it's called by different people and different ideas that they have come up with out of Scripture names for it. And then at the Feast of Tabernacles, there's the first fruits of vines and fruit-bearing trees. So these are offerings three times a year that we don't come empty. They're not feasts. They're offerings within the feasts and so they're set apart days inside the feast for the purpose of bringing an offering unto the temple, unto Yah, and to feed the hungry and to provide for the Levites among us and to provide for the widows and orphans and to provide for the work of spreading the good news of Yahshua Messiah and of the law of Yah, the Ten Commandments and the Moral Code and how to keep both the law and the testimony of Yahshua Messiah, as it says in Revelation, it says that they ask, who are these people? And he says to them, he says, well, these are those that keep the commandments of Yah and have the testimony of Yahshua the Messiah. That is the true believer. That is the true Yahudim or the true Jew. Romans 2 is talking about. Romans 2 says it very plainly. The true Jew worships Yah and doesn't worship men. In other words, we worship what Yah said and we keep the Torah law of the true seven feasts of Yah and the true three first fruits offerings and the true ties to the kingdom of Yah to spread the good news of Yahshua Messiah's coming, death, burial, resurrection, and he's going to come again. Those are the people that are supplying for the work of Yah to the labor in the harvest field in these last days and what's left of the few last days we have before the coming of the Antimashiach and the coming of the mark in the right arm before it to buy and to sell and the coming of lawlessness in the earth, which has already begun. And we see that even Shaul or Paul writes in the New Testament to the, in, in the letters, the little letters at the end of the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament, he says, he says, lawlessness is already at work among us. So if 2,000 years ago, lawlessness was already at work among them, how much worse is it today? Well, I'll tell you how much worse it is. You have conspiracy, demon-possessed leaders of countries that have conspired to release biological warfare, to create wars, to create famines, to create suffering, to create murders, to expunge people, 
in their communist dictatorships of tyrannical rule of liars filled with the mouths of blasphemy, filled with the evil in their heart and demon-possessed that are doing the most heinous and evil crimes that we've ever witnessed on the face of the earth. Don't try to tell me that COVID-19 was not a manufactured plague released by certain authorities within world governments and world powers and world leaders who are demonically evil-possessed Satan worshipers who are trying to usher in the Messiah because that's exactly what all the evidence shows where it happened and where it came from. It came from design. It came from a lying beast-like system. Beast in the scripture is very clear. It's in Daniel 7 and 9. It talks about the beast is a government or kingly system, a rulership system of a king or a ruler or a president or a government system over men. These evil governments and evil religious rulers over and mixers over governments are the beast, the false prophet, and the animasiah that's spoken about in the book of Revelation. The false prophet gives false prophecies, says things that are lies. The beast is the government system that supports it. And the animasiah himself is literally the son of perdition in a man indwelled by the Satan himself to take over the earth and become the anti-Mashiach by Satan in the flesh. And that's going to happen. And he's going to rule the whole world. Revelation 13 says he causes everybody to receive a mark cut inside their right arm or forehead to buy and to sell. And they're going to have a number 666 inside that mark inside them. And it's going to be a mark of the beast, which means the government system mark. They're going to require it. He's going to cause everybody to receive it. And if you don't receive the mark, they're going to kill you. They're going to try to kill you. That's what the scripture says. You could get with the program, read the Bible, or you could continue in la-la land, totally unawake to the facts of what is happening in the world today. They're brainwashing the young people into believing communism is good, socialism is wonderful, sharing, it's all about sharing. No, it isn't. It's all about taking. It's about the government taking everything away from the people and giving the people nothing in return. But death, famine, plagues, war, pestilence, evil. That's what is happening. So these people forgot the law of Yah. And they forgot about the feast. And they didn't look for the sliver of the moon of the solar lunar calendar system. And they didn't look up in the sky and say, oh, it's first day of the seventh month. We, it's a day that we know not, it says in Scripture. Messiah spoke of it. He said, a day that we know not, which is an idiom in Hebrewism, which means that there's two blank sky days before you don't you know the day or maybe three so it's kind of a strange situation you don't know which of the days the actual moon the month is going to have that sliver in the sky so you can see it and say yes this is the first day of the new year yes this is the first day of the seventh month yes this is feast of trumpets so we're sitting here observing the sky waiting as the sun goes down to see if we can see the sliver of the new month, of the seventh month on the Hebrew correct 
agriculturally correct calendar to see if this is Feast of Trumpets. If it is, we count 10 days and we keep the Feast of Atonement. And then we keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And then we'll keep the last great day. There are four fall feasts, not three. There are four fall feasts in Leviticus chapter and three spring feasts. The three spring feasts have been in part fulfilled in that Yahshua was our Passover lamb. And the Passover in Egypt, when the children of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel, were delivered by the angel of death, but those had had the blood of the, on the doorpost written in the letter Hay on the doorpost, they were spared. They were passed over by death. But Passover is going to have another fulfillment when the true bride of Mashiach, the true Israel, the true Israel of Yah, the true believers, the true Jews, are going to flee to the wilderness when the Antimashiach comes. And many are going to be killed. It says, the fifth seal is broken and there's a multitude which no man can number with blood under the altar. And they appear before the throne of Yah in heaven and they say, how long, O faithful and true, before our blood shall be avenged on the earth? And he says, hold on until your fellow servants are killed in like manner as you. How were they killed? It says it later on. It says, these were the ones beheaded for the faith. How why were they beheaded? Their heads were cut off. They refused to receive the mark in the right arm and forehead to buy and to sell. They trusted Yah more than they trusted the government beast system that said, get this mark in your right arm or forehead or will you won't be able to have any food. And the true people, the true believers of Yah, they flee to the wilderness. And when they flee to the wilderness, Yah provides for them, just like he rained manna down from the, from the heavens to keep the children of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness. So don't be deceived by the world and its traditions and its religions that are teaching you lies instead of the truth. Unleavened bread. How was unleavened bread? How did the leaven get out? Well, the leaven got out when Yahshua Messiah ended the leaven system of animal sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins and once and for all gave himself as a sacrifice. And then for 70 years, they continued in the temple, but the scarlet cord never turned white again. Only the year Yahshua Messiah died in 31. After that, for 70 years, they kept it uh, for the 70 years to 70 AD. Well, it's actually about 40 years. So for 40 years, they kept it afterwards to about 71 AD. And the scarlet cord stayed scarlet, bloodstained red, and it never turned white again. But it turned white the year Yahshua Messiah died. So the truth of the matter is, is unleavening is the unleavening of having to kill in order to be forgiven, to sacrifice in order to be forgiven because the sacrifice was done once and for all. So the sacrificial law has not been practiced since 71 AD until this time right now. There's no there's no uh, sacred place, most sacred place or holy of holies in Jerusalem and the temple. There's no place to sprinkle the blood on the Ark of the Covenant. They claim they don't know where the Ark of the Covenant is, but we, we know different, but we think different anyway. So that system is gone. So the leaven of sin comes out. How? When you receive Yahshua as your Messiah, believe on his name, call on the name of Yahuwah and Yahshua for salvation, then the sinful part of your flesh that is mixed in your inner man is slowly drawn out. The leaven gets out. And then what happens? The Feast of Shavuot, the Holy Spirit, the 
most sacred set-apart spirit of Yah, the Ruach HaKodesh, comes into you and gives you power from on high to overcome sin, to overcome in your life and to follow the ways of Yah. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back after these short messages. And we're still standing here waiting to observe the moon and see if this is the Feast of Trumpets time. We'll be back after this. You can reach Dr. Dan, Dr. Dan. and become his friend on MySpace at MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. D-A-N-I-E-L-W-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. And don't forget to join his free social network at Yaz Space, Y A H S Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Hey, you can tweet me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. Well, we're back and we're still looking to the sky to see if the observed moon of the sliver of the moon, and this is September 7th, 2021. We're looking for the Feast of Trumpet time to see, is this the Feast of the Trumpets of Almighty Yah that is going to bring forth the start of the fall feast season, the forgotten feast? <laughs> because they forgot the Feast of Trumpets, and they forgot the Feast of Atonement. And they forgot the Feast of Tabernacles. And then they forgot the Feast of the Last Great Day or the Eighth Day Assembly, which represents Judgment Day. So what are these feasts a shadow of things to come of? Well, first of all, uh, we have the Feast of Trumpets, which is the return of Yahshua Messiah. And then that's uh, a shadowing of the return of Mashiach. We see that in Matthew chapter 24. And then immediately after tribulation of those days, uh, then shall they see the Son of Man coming with his angels, with the power of Yah and great glory. And he shall gather his children up from the four corners of the earth. And then we read 1 Corinthians 15, 52, one of my favorite verses. The dead in Messiah rise first, and then those of us who remain alive are changed. We die in an instant and are brought back to life because it's appointed unto man once to die and after death the judgment. And then we meet him in the air, changed into incorruptible flesh, is the way the King James Version says, puts it, but it means a, a type of flesh that is sinless flesh. It is a type of body of sinlessness where we are changed, given robe of white, and, and that's immediately after tribulation. So this left behind rapture thing, that's all made up by, actually it was made up by a 13-year-old girl and propagated by religious men over in Europe and in England at the time in the 1800s. And uh, the whole rapture thing and the left behind movie thing and all that kind of thing is, <laughs> it makes for good theater and good movies, just like any other make-believe horror story or whatever. But the reality of it is, is the Messiah himself said, Matthew chapter 24, immediately after tribulation, then I'll return. He told us that. He said it. You know, and people go, well, it doesn't really mean that. It, it means something else, you know. No, it means exactly what it says. You know, it's it's your inability to see past the doctrine of the doctrines of men that you worship in vain worshiping men rather than worshiping Yah, 
which makes you not a true Jew. Even if you say, oh, I'm a Jew, you know, I've got, uh, I didn't uh, shave the corner of my beard. I got a big beard and I've got my little curlies for my, uh, at the sides of my sideburns, which I don't know where to get that from. That's not really the corner of the beard. The corner of the beard is on the sides of the face. Um, and then, uh, you know, I wear a yarmulke. Well, that's not in scripture either. No one wore a yarmulke till after 1500 in Europe. And that was because the popes wore yarmulkes and they required the rabbis who went in to translate their Talmud and get the temple records that the Romans had stolen from the temple in Jerusalem and uh, gathered together in 825 as the Babylonian Talmud, which was collections of mystical writings that came from their captivity in Babylon in 320. And they gathered it together in 825 and they created this Talmud and they took it to the Vatican vaults. And the Jewish rabbis wanted the Vatican vaults records, the Talmud and such. And then they came up with this Kabbalah stuff where they have idolatry and witchcraft mixed into it. And then they formed a whole new Jewish religion in 1500. And then they had the Hasidic mystics and they call it the mystical rabbi. You know, ooh, he's got some mystical wizard powers, you know which is a bunch of garbage. I mean, it's all Satanism is basically what it is. That's why the scripture calls it Babylon mystery religion, the mother of all harlotry. Harlotry being worshiping after, running after other idols and symbols and icons and religious ideas of men instead of running after only the name of Yah. There's only one name by which you must be saved. Acts 4.12, Yahshua HaMashiach, Yahuwah Almighty, the name of Yah, you must have the name of Yah or you are not saved. So they forgot Nehemiah chapter 8, the feast. And then they come back and they go, look, the law says we're supposed to be keeping these feasts. So let's have a party. And they did. They had a party. So the, the Feast of Trumpets represents the return of Yahshua Messiah. The Feast of Atonement represents the wedding supper of the Lamb where he has sprinkled his blood on the altar and given us robes of white and marries us as his bride. All of us, many brides. It's a polygynous marriage. There are multitudes which no man can number who are married to the Messiah in a spiritual form. It's not like a, a physical wife where we're going to go to bed together. It's a spiritual marriage that is symbolized by the physical marriage, which Paul writes about in the scripture, and he says, it's a mystery that I speak to you, a Messiah and his congregation that he's gathering that is like a husband and his wives. And then the King James Version, they misinterpreted it, and instead of putting wives in there, they put wife, because the Catholic Church wanted to push the monogamy lie that was in the Catholic doctrine in Europe, because the queen's... And the, quite frankly, uh, celibate priests who weren't really celibate because they were having unnatural affections with men and boys, um, they wanted to limit the amount of wives that a man had under the biblical order to alter the image of Mashiach and his bride that was a shadow picture of things to come so people would understand that there isn't just one person going to get saved. There isn't just one church, the Roman Catholic Church. There's, there's one congregation of many brides of Messiah who will be saved by calling on the name of Yah and Yahshua. Why do you think they changed the name of Yahshua to Jesus? 
Why do you think they changed the name of Yahuwah Almighty into L-O-R-D? Why do you think they changed the word Almighty or Mighty One into G-O-D? Why do you think they did that? Because they wanted to hide the names to protect the guilty. They knew they didn't want to follow the law, yeah. They knew they didn't want you calling on the name. They knew that they wanted you to join their church of Satan, their one world Babylon mixed up mystery religion, which means all the religions of the world, including Judaism, including Baptist, including Pentecostal, including uh, uh, Methodist, including Mormons, including Jehovah Witnesses, including you name the religion. I don't care. Hindu, Baha'i, idol worshiping, sex goddess worship it doesn't matter what it is it's all part of babylon mystery religion that's why the angel comes revelations 18 says come out of babylon my people revelations 18 4 says very plain and simple come out of babylon my people what babylon mystery religion the mother of all harlots which is rome and romanism that has encompassed all the world's religions into one so now, all the world religions have emissarial offices in the Vatican, and all the different religions, including Satanism or whatever it is, ism, they have it. It's in the Vatican. Why? Because the prophecy says at the end that all the world would become one again in religious idolatry and in religious uh, apostasy from the truth. And so we have to come out of the Babylonian religions. It doesn't matter what denomination it is. I don't care if it's Jewish, Messianic, whatever. You know, we are to worship as the Messiah taught us to. We are to worship as the law of Yah instructs us to in the Torah. We are to keep the moral code like the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, says we should do. We're supposed to baptize people, baptize people in the mikvah bath of repentance or baptism in the name of Yahshua, the way it says in the book of Acts. We're supposed to do the things that we saw in the example, in the book, in the scriptures of what we're supposed to do. And we're not supposed to add anything to it nor take anything away from it. So now we look for this new moon and we remember that this once, not once, but twice, maybe three or four times, was a forgotten feast of Yah that the people of Yah and Israel, Yah, the 12 tribes of Israel, Yah, forgot to keep. And so it doesn't matter if you're a Yahudi or you're a Gentile or a Goyim, as they say. It doesn't matter if you have the name of Messiah on you and you don't worship men, but you worship Yah and you worship Yah by his name and you hold to his scripture truth, then you are part of the Israel, Yah of Yahuwah Elohim Almighty the mighty one who created heaven and earth and everything. And you are the redeemed in robes of white that Mashiach has written your name in the book of life and in the book of remembrance, Malachi 3.16. Those are the books we're going to be judged from, not the book of Hasatan that says everything bad that you did, but only the works you did that gave righteous fruit to bear fruit in the fruits of tabernacles, offering of saved souls unto Yahshua Messiah and Yah Almighty, the Heavenly Father. So thank you for tuning us in. I want to encourage you to go to our website at yahbible.org and be looking on September 30th at 1 p.m. on Thursday. It's a Thursday in the USA time, 1 p.m. Eastern time. 
the first airing of Yahweh TV with yours truly, Dr. Dan Merrick, doing Yahweh TV on 236 million TV screens worldwide and on the app available to 8 billion people on the planet Earth to download at thenownetwork.org. Just go over to yahbible.org, click on Yahweh TV, and there, go scroll down, and you can see where you can get the app for your smartphone to be able to watch me at 1 p.m. on Thursdays. And then October 30th, we're also going to have added Brother Dave Matthews with Manna from Heaven uh, Ministries out in Oregon. My brother Dave is now going to be on the Now Network on Tuesdays at 4 o'clock or 4.30. I'm not sure which time, but it starts uh, the October the 30th, 2021. So I start the 30th of September, and uh, Brother Dave starts in the 30th of October. So the Yah team is going to be over there on the Now Network preaching the truth of Yahshua HaMashiach and preaching the truth of the true feasts of Yah and how we're supposed to really worship. We're not supposed to keep these days of Purim and Kuinkah, Hanukkah. We're not supposed to keep Christmas and Ishtaris. And we're not supposed to keep these pagan days they call Easter. We're not supposed to keep these things that men added. We're supposed to worship Yah in spirit and in truth. May the Most High Yah bless you and keep you. And may He anoint you with the Ruach HaKodesh. May He cause His Shekinah glory to shine upon you and grant you the shalom, the peace of knowing Yahshua HaMashiach in spirit and in truth, in worship of Yah Almighty. And may you have a, a good feast time uh, at this Feast of Trumpets, whenever you're keeping it. There are some that are going to be keeping it 30 days later or whatever. But, you know, for all of you, for those who are keeping the feast. You know, may you keep them in a, in a pleasant manner and in a peaceful manner and have a blessed feast time to remember that, uh, you know, hey, trumpets is when he comes back. Tabernacles is when the New Yerushalayim comes down out of heaven. And last great day is judgment. And don't forget atonement. Atonement right after trumpets 10 days later. That's the wedding feast of the Lamb. He atoned for us and married us and made us his bride. How? By his blood that he shed for us. That's how we got saved. Okay, may the Most High Yah bless you and keep you. Until next time, I'm Dan Merrick for Faith Radio. This radio broadcast depends on the contributions of viewers like you. We appreciate your tithes and offerings and the gifts of our supporters and listeners worldwide. Without your kind gifts and offerings, we cannot reach so many with the good news of Messiah's love and salvation. To give your gift online, you can click the PayPal button at thinkya.org. That's T-H-I-N-K-Y-A-H dot org. Or visit our social network at yahsspace.org. That's Y-A-H-S space dot org. Our goal is to continue to reach the world for Messiah, and your tax-deductible contributions are greatly appreciated and help keep this broadcast on the air. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. And it shall be at that day, saith Yah, that thou shalt call me Ishi, and shalt call me no more Be'ali. For I will take away the names of Be'alim out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. 
And they that feared Yah spake often one to another, and Yah hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared Yah and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith Yah of hosts. The Yah Bible, available at Amazon.com, your favorite bookstore, or www.thinkyah.com. Well, you probably noticed that production of values are up a little bit on this show. We have our studio up and running. If you've stopped by our website at yahbible.org and you checked out uh, the information over there with our published meme division of our now growing nonprofit organization with our worldwide broadcasts on Yahsway TV. Oh, please. I wish and hope and pray that you will go over to yahbible.org and check out how we've upgraded the website and our weekly offerings on Yahsway TV. Yahsway TV airs Thursdays at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, Eastern USA time. And that would be 1, p or 1 a.m. in the Philippines on the other side of the world or in Asia. So you can adjust your time from there. So from one side of the world, it's all, it airs at the same time, 1 one in the morning or one in the in the afternoon in the United States. One in the evening over in Asia. So we were talking about alien juice before the break. And uh, I was talking to a friend online and a few other people. And person after person, in fact, there's a friend of mine uh, from the local community where I have our studios now are located at in Bradford, Pennsylvania. We have our own audio, video TV radio studio now here and there's pictures up on the website so we're really excited and thanks to the contribution of our viewers and our listeners and our supporters at yaspace.org over the years and the many many grants and gifts that we got we were able to start the Yasway TV program and to get our studio back up and running uh that had been down for so many years. I mean, I hadn't been doing faith radio for uh, several years uh, because of uh, personal family issues and problems, which those of you who know me know what I'm talking about, so I don't need to go into that on the radio and bore other people with my personal events of life-changing experiences that happened (laughs) to me. And, um, you know, in short, I lost one of my uh, sons, but uh, we went through a, a you know a hard time, and we had a lot of grief to get over and a lot of things that we needed to do. But now we're back on track with preaching the word of Almighty Yah to the world and warning people about alien juice. Now I have family members that have gotten alien juice, and so I'm constantly praying that they don't have the bad side effects like a friend of mine here in Bradford area where we do our show had. And one of his friends uh, got COVID and then got over it and then went and got a vaccine and and he died from the vaccine within an hour. So that's one personal experience that I know. So uh, when I see the news media come out and say, 
hey, listen, it's conspiracy theories and, oh, it's a nut wing right wing radicals. It's the parents that are, you know, after hurting, it's a parent terrorists that are after hurting the, the teachers union teachers because uh, of critical race theory. No, <laughs> no, you can imagine it, whatever you want. I mean, you know, they're going to paint things. I mean, they've been painting believers in Yahshua Messiah in different faiths and Jews as uh, villains, vermin, uh, rats, uh, you know, the, 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 um, they, what do they call us Jews during the, uh, big holocaust of uh, Adolf Hitlerism. Uh, they called them, uh, basically every name in a book, trash, you know. that we, we, They were the cause of the, you know, you pick it. There was Whether it was a plague or anything, you know. But there are people out there nowadays that are literally, that's what they're doing, is they're trying to portray people that are resisting the government mandates and the communist control dictatorships of governors and mayors and and presidents and and world leaders and such. They're trying to paint us as we're some sort of radical terrorists that, you know, we're like Al-Qaeda or ISIS-K, you know, as they call ISIS-K now. (laughs) ISIS-K. I don't know what ISIS-K, you know, uh, when I heard that someone say ISIS-K on the news, I was thinking, what are they, are these guys eating special K? (laughs) Is that a new breakfast cereal? Uh, so anyway, you know, but uh, you could see that the prophecies of the Bible are coming true. And if you, if you don't see it, uh, it's probably because you're under the spirit of strong delusion. Because the scripture says that the strong delusion would come over a certain number of people because they didn't love the truth and they had pleasure in unrighteousness or unlawfulness. And uh, you can have an unlawfulness that isn't necessarily accepted as uh, unlawfulness by the scripture, but is accepted as lawfulness by the government. What I'm saying is, you know, it's it's the government, for example, when they put an MRE, a Meals Ready to Eat, package together for the troops in the field. They don't go by the Torah, Deuteronomy, and so this has to be kosher, you know, we, we can't have pig in it. No, they got pork and beans in some of the meals ready to eat. The government will not comply with the laws of Yahuwah. Now, I understand they have provisions for if you're a Jewish person serving in the service that you can request that your MREs be the kosher meals and uh, and get those special kosher meals for you. Or if you're is an Islamic and you don't also believe in eating pig, that you do that. And I understand that uh, when our troops served in Saudi Arabia and Iraq and such like that, you know, during my era, Desert Storm era and such like that, you know, I mean, there was, there were prohibitions on even shipping anything that had pig in it into the countries where we were at. So, and, uh, you know, it's not that way in Israel now. I've got a brother-in-law that lives in Israel and it's not that way in Israel. In Israel, in fact, Israel is the most compliant nation right now. It's something like 95% or something like that have actually gotten the alien juice jab and are protected from COVID, but not the Delta variant or the other variants that are being shedded by those who have the vaccine and that uh, get the COVID after they get the vaccine. So the way I look at it is like this. If the people that are vaccinated are getting sick from the same thing, then, then what's good is the vaccination? How are my antibodies not any better? How is my faith in Yah not strong enough 
that I believe he can protect me from having to take reconstituted DNA of an aborted baby uh, in a shot into me and make myself unkosher and unclean for I don't know how long. You know, I mean, when in the scripture and Torah, it says if you touch the carcass of a pig, you're to wash your hands and you're unclean until the evening, until the sun sets. But if you get it injected into you or you eat it, I guess, you're unclean until the evening. But I mean, if it's injected in you and now that modified DNA is producing something that's not kosher, according to scriptures, does that mean I'm unclean forever? These are the kind of questions that people are emailing me and asking me, and I'm like, yeah, I think so. I think that if you had something that's turning on a factory inside your body and making something that you shouldn't have in your body, that it would be considered unkosher, unclean to eat or consume in any way, including an injection, then you would be unclean forever. And so that's why some people are likening this to the Mark of the Beast of Revelation chapter 13. You know, it is going to happen. The prophecy is in motion, and we know that eventually there's going to be an anti-Mashiach, an anti-Messiah, or, or as the Christians say, Antichrist. And eventually he's going to take over the world, and he's going to cause everybody to receive a mark in the right arm or in the forehead to buy and to sell. And so when we see these things happening, and we know that we were warned ahead of time, and we were smart enough to read the Bible, and we were smart enough to hear the message of salvation when it was given to us. Uh, we were uh, cautious enough that we don't want to do that, like eating pepperoni pizzas. You know, give me a cheese pizza, give me a beef pizza, but not a pepperoni pizza. You know, uh, it's kind of hard for some people. There used to be a really great place. Um, near where I lived at many years ago that had a kosher pepperoni that was kosher, uh, not made with any pig, that they had pepperoni pizzas and it were really delicious. But um, I don't know. It's it, You go online and you try to order kosher pepperoni nowadays and you can't find real good tasting kosher beef, all beef pepperoni out there except only in a few places in the United States and with the supply chain and the distribution chain of my like my friends the truckers keep telling me that you know they're working as fast as they can to get the stuff there you know to deliver to Walmart but uh, with COVID there was so much lockdowns and there's so much backlog I mean we're, I've been seeing reports for months now about the ship's that are sitting off the California coast and the Atlantic coast and the Gulf coast trying to get into port to offload goods and products to get them. But they don't have enough trucks and truck drivers now that are actually working that can deliver it and such. And as these businesses start to mandate and say, well, you can't work for us unless you have the alien juice in you, the alien juice jab. She write a song, alien juice jab. Yeah, you get the alien juice jab. I don't want your alien juice jab. Um, so as businesses say, you can't come to work for us if you don't have the alien juice jab, then they lose workers and they don't have enough to transport the goods around the world. And I, you got a country like Israel. I mean, Israel still has pig shipped in there for those who want to eat pig. I mean, it's not like it's a kosher country. Uh, you know, you got to respect some of the Muslim and Islamic world and Arab world 
nations that they, you know, they like shut down the borders and say, no unkosher pig allowed. So, you know, it'd be nice if Israel was that way too. But like I was saying earlier, my brother-in-law lives over there and, and they get pig all the time if they want it. You know, there's a lot of Christians and Muslims and other religions over in Israel now. And so it's not just all people who are Jewish by DNA or by religious faith that they're in one of the brands or denominations of the world of religions, which I always call Babylon mystery religions because it's many religions that are all one. Basically, they all do the same iconology, idolatry, and symbology. It doesn't matter if it's Judaism or Islam or Christianity or Baha'i or a Shintoist or Hindu or um, you name it any religion in the world. There's like 47,000 different Christian denominations. And there's probably about 50,000 other divisions and denominations from, you know, the Nirvana, uh, you know, Buddhists to the, you know, Shintoists. And all these different religions have their different idols and icons and symbols and symbology. And they have a lot of them that are similar that you wouldn't think, like the six-pointed star on the star flag of Israel, the star of Amos chapter 5 in Acts 7.43, where Stephen preaches against it, and then they stone him to death, which is really the message that started my whole ministry of late when I got out of the service and in 1993 when I released my album Aliyah. You can go over to yahbible.org and get the album Aliyah with the two added songs, Emotions and Open Eyes. It's hopefully going to be released where we're going to be on Spotify and other places. Now, I got a new song that's going to be coming out called Yahaya, uh, which is based on Exodus 3.50. So we're getting the copyrights and everything, and we're doing studio recording time with my friend uh, Randy Green down at Audio Tracks West in Portville, New York. That's a short commercial for him. And he works with a lot of big name and Nashville artists and stuff. And so we're going to get the song done and we're going to release it and we're going to put it on the TV show. And and uh, we're probably going to do a music video, put it up on YouTube and all kinds of stuff like that. So you can see my new praise and worship song, Yahweh. Because uh, that's how he talked to Moses when Yahuwah said, Yahweh, Asherah. And so the song's all about that first time the Creator revealed his name to the world through Moshe, Moses. So, uh, getting back to the alien juice jab, it's got luciferase in it, which I said earlier in the show, which is glowworm DNA. And there are reports on the Stu Peters show and on uh, Newsmax and different other alternative news sources. Rumble, Rumble, we got a Rumble account now too for we're uploading our videos. We got a YouTube account where my shows are premiering every Thursday at 1 p.m. for Yazway TV. Get over there, subscribe, please, and click on the like button because when we get 1,000 subscribers and 1,000 likes, we will actually be able to earn revenue for our YouTube website. So go over to YouTube on our link at yahbible.org and please help us out. Sure appreciate it. You know, there's a lot of people listen to radio broadcasts. They can't afford to even send a dollar because they're in a third world country. They're in Africa or somewhere. They're in the Philippines. They don't have any money. You know, like one peso is like one U.S. dollar is like 50 pesos now in uh, the Philippines. So it's like divided. It's like two cents for one of their dollars. So, you know, they can't even afford to send a dollar 
to help. So if you guys in America, all my bros and sisters, all my mishpoka of ya, brothers, if you get over there to YouTube.com, subscribe and like. You may have to sign up for YouTube or whatever to subscribe, but go ahead and do it. Just give an email address. Say, well, okay, I'll subscribe. Skip the tr- skip the trial and, and having to pay for it because you could still watch the videos without paying for their special service at YouTube. But, I mean, if you want to pay for it, you can. But I'm not saying, you know, what to – I'm not telling you what to do. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to force you to get some sort of vaccine or something. <laughs> um, but go over there and – Click the subscribe button. Click the like button. Click it twice. You know, go by, you know, use your sister or brother's profile too and just go over there and like it and click it and say, hey, listen, you got to listen to the guy, Dan. He's pretty cool. I'd appreciate it because I'm, I'm really trying real hard. You know, in my old age, I'm kind of mellowing out and I'm kind of like, yeah, dude, this is kosher. This isn't. And I, I'm just like, I'm not going to Uncosherville. We're going to Uncosherville. And uh, Hell-O-Ween is on the way uh, for those who worship Satan uh, and want to get their kids to go beg from strangers for candy. You know what? Don't talk to strangers I've heard for years, but you're going to let your kids go out and beg candy from strangers? It could have drugs in it, you know? I mean, come here, kid. It's Joe Biden. He wants to sniff your hair. <laughs> uh, so seriously, though, I I don't participate in Halloween. I don't participate in alien juice. I don't want to glow green. On the Stu Peter show, there was a nurse that appeared, and she said that they put a light on it, and it glowed in different colors and stuff like that. Uh, so I think there's LSD in it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's probably LSD in it, but I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but if it glows in different colors, you know, and, and the ceiling and the and the couch starts to melt in your mind, you know you've been dosed. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, you know, that's just an old 60s head joke for those who came out of the drug era of the flower children generation like me. Uh, well, what happened to the, when the young people were all like against the government, and now they're all like, dude, you got to comply and like fall in love with Biden. You know, they're not even saying dude anymore. They're just like, oh, well, you're a terrorist. You don't want to get alien juice. I'm sorry, but I'm not. (laughs) You know, reminds me of that uh, hillbilly juice uh, Kool-Aid mix that used to be advertised in the 1960s and 70s on TV. Hillbilly juice, hillbilly juice. Everybody listen to the hillbilly juice. I'm a hillbilly Jew. (laughs) Well, praise y'all anyway. I'm not going to be getting the Luciferius shot. And I'm not going to, in fact, I'm not going to participate in a lot of the things that I'm a veteran and so I go to the VA. I'm not going to participate in a lot of things the VA wants to try to get me to do because it's just not kosher for me. I am going to stick with Yah on Yah's side in the Mishpoka Yah. You know, we practice every year the Feast of Tabernacles and many people are keeping Feast of Tabernacles right now as I'm speaking with the later date. And many people last uh, few weeks back kept the earlier date. Um, I think the important thing is that you keep the Feast of Tabernacles, that you keep the seven feast days, feast seasons of Leviticus chapter 23, including the last great day. Don't be fooled by the modern messy, messy, messianic 
idea of first fruits being a feast. It's not. It's an offering. There's three a year. One of them's in unleavened bread. One's in the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, as the Christians call it. And one's at the Feast of Tabernacles. At the end of the Feast of Tabernacles, you're supposed to give the vines and the fruits, bearing trees in the Feast of Tabernacles as an offering. Wheat at Pentecost or Weeks, uh, Shavuot in the middle of the feast season. And then in Unleavened Bread, it's barley. But nowadays, since we don't live in an agricultural society, and we preach the message of Yahshua Mashiach. Those three times a year, you're not supposed to come empty, as it says in Torah, before Yahuwah, your Almighty. You, it's okay, you can give money to the place that Yah causes his name to dwell. And see, that's the thing about it, is you have to go to the people that are preaching the name of Yah and the place where Yah's name is dwelling and get that full experience of tabernacles, of that wilderness experience, that preparation for when the Antimashiach comes and sits on the Ark of the Covenant and claims to be the Almighty. When that happens, we know that's the abomination, desecration, which Daniel and Yahshua talked about in Matthew chapter 24. When that happens, he says, don't even go inside for your coat. Just run. Just go for the hills, dude. Just get out of here. Just book out of here. You know, just leave. Be like a fall tree leaf and leaf real quick. That was a bad dad joke, I know. But... I'm trying hard here, you know. I'm trying to get back in the swing of things in the studio here and preach the word of Almighty Yah so people can get saved. Now, the important thing is is that you call in the name of Yahshua HaMashiach, Yahushua our Savior, for salvation, and call in the name of Yahuwah Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. When we call in his name, something happens. We repent of our sins. We say, I'm sorry for what I've done. We invite the spirit of Yahuwah, the Yerach HaKodesh, to come into us. And it starts to change us. And instead of being sinful in our basic internal nature, we start to be sanctified or purified where the Spirit of Yah leads us to the point where we're going to reach the last shofar blow when in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty two, the last shofar blows. And then we're changed and we're finally saved in completion because we're changed into sinless creatures, sinless bodies. Because it says we shall be like him, meaning Messiah for we shall be changed. And this corruptible or sinful, this flesh we live in, must put on the incorruptible or the pure or the sinless, as it says in First Corinthians. So, at the sound of the last trumpet, that's the seventh one, immediately after tribulation, that's a direct quote from Yahshua HaMashiach himself, Matthew chapter 24, he says, immediately after tribulation, then shall I be seen in the sky. Um, he didn't say it in that way. He said, then the Son of Man shall appear. And the world will mourn because there's all sinners. And many of them didn't repent. So what we want to do is we want to encourage you to pray and ask Yahshua into your heart and your mind. Ask the Spirit of Yahuwah Almighty and confess before witnesses because before two or three witnesses, a thing shall be established. You need to confess before witnesses. Hey, I'm a follower of Yahshua Messiah. I call on the name of Yahuwah Almighty. Call on the name of Yah. Um, however you do it. Some people say Yahweh. Some people say Yahuwah. I think uh, both ways are, are are fine that the Heavenly Father doesn't argue. You're saying the name of Yah, which is also in the name of Yahshua Messiah. Um, uh, if you watched my first Yahweh TV show last Thursday, then you saw in it how I talk about 
how you, you add the shin, the shin, uh, the letter S, basically, in the Hebrew, between the yud Hey and ua Hey to get Yahshua out of Yahuwah. So uh, I think that's the most correct, but uh, there's a lot of people out there that they're just not getting with the program, and, 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 which is in the prophecy in Zephaniah 3. We're going to call on him with one consent that we're going to get a pure language of Hebrew restored to us and call on his name and all consent or agree. Get in an agreement. That's what that means. We're going to all consent to agree on the name of Yah. And so that's happening. And the time's getting short. I mean, when they're trying to force alien jabs by the beast, which means government. Beast, anytime you see beast in the prophecies in the Bible, it means a government because that's the first occurrence of it in the book of Daniel and in the Bible. It talks about the beast. Well, that was a government. The beast you saw, Daniel, interprets to Nebuchadnezzar. That was the government. Uh, You know, the first one you saw was image of a man or a beast, a human man. Uh, that was Babylon, and he goes down through it, the Greco-Roman empires, until the ten toes of iron and clay. And, and the reason why we bring up the iron and clay earlier in the show is because the graphene oxide that's in the alien juice jab is literally made from iron and clay. It's a carbon-based graphite-iron combination that is literally the mixing of iron and clay, and it can form a communication pathway in what's called nanotubes through your body, and it actually can connect to your brain. And because it has electromagnetic conductive properties, it can actually carry communications on uh, sub-sound frequencies or high-level frequencies like over the Internet and communicate to your brain. So that's why I call it 1.0 because I think 1.0 is the jab. 2.0 2.0 is going to be the chip in the right arm or forehead to buy in a cell that's going to connect to 1.0 and literally tap their brains. I've had dreams where I see people's eyes turn black like the alien eyes you see in the science fiction movies where the alien eyes are like all black, um, where it's just like they get the chip in their right arm and then their eyes just turn black where their soul is gone. Their ability to beget the spirit of Yah mixed with their spirit, 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-five, is just completely gone and destroyed. And that's what I saw in the dream. So I was like, you know, after I had that dream, it was like, no, I don't want the alien juice jab. And every time you go to the VA, if you're a veteran like me, they're like, do you want the alien juice jab? No, thanks. I had some Martian green eggs and ham for breakfast. I don't need no alien juice. So, <laughs> praise Yah, we're not getting the jab. But, um, and there are people in my family that refuse to get it, and then there are others that have already gotten it. And like I said earlier, we're praying for people that do conform and get that, that you're not affected. But when I see the news media and I see people like, you know, on The View, I won't mention any names, <laughs> you know, they're go, they're saying things like, well, if you don't get it, I hope you die from COVID. You know, we're not like that. If you get the jab, I hope you don't die from the side effects, and I hope you don't get internet connected to Lucifer himself and worship Satan and bark at the moon late at night. I hope you don't turn into a zombie. I hope your heart doesn't blow up. I hope the nanotubes don't connect to your brain and your soul uh, be damned for all eternity. Um you know, that's me. I hope you don't die from it. But 
On the other side, these people are really led with the spirit of Satan and strong delusion to where they're saying things, even on the TV and on radio shows. Oh, well, if, you, if, you, if you're one of those extremist right-wing Trump supporters that don't want to get the jab, then I hope you die. Yeah, you're, you're a piece of work. You're a real cute human. You're, you're a real caring individual, you know, Nazi. <laughs> Is that what the Nazis, you know, it's like, oh, you're a Jew? Come on over here. We've got, we got a little camp we want you to come to. Yeah, the great summer camp. Yeah, it's going to be real hot there in the summer as they throw you in the oven and gas your brain to death. Yeah. Well, you know, we it had history repeats itself, and it's usually every 100 to 300 years that it happens. And so um, if they're going to start putting us in cattle cars and FEMA camps and the black helicopters and all that kind of stuff like you see on the on some of the radio shows out there that are, you know, with tinfoil, they say tinfoil hats, conspiracy theory shows. I don't know. When the conspiracy theories start coming through, I'm like, you know, hey, I think I'm going to tune in these shows. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm Googling it, you know. It's I tried to Google one of the shows that um, it got thrown off of Facebook and off YouTube and everything and such. And and even the Google blocked his radio channel. You couldn't get his channel because I don't know. They decided that he was just too uh, truthful for them to not be blocked on Google. Too truthful for no blocking. So, all right. Well, I'm praying for all of you, and I hope you'll pray for me and continue to support this radio broadcast and go to our website at yahbible.org and uh i'm not drinking alien juice i'm just going to drink ginger ale kosher ginger ale till next week next time i'm dan merrick for faith radio this radio broadcast depends on the contributions of viewers like you we appreciate your tithes and offerings and the gifts of our supporters and listeners worldwide. Without your kind gifts and offerings, we cannot reach so many with the good news of Messiah's love and salvation. To give your gift online, you can click the PayPal button at thinkya.org. That's T-H-I-N-K-Y-A-H dot org. Or visit our social network at yahsspace.org. That's Y-A-H-S-space.org. Our goal is to continue to reach the world for Messiah, and your tax-deductible contributions are greatly appreciated and help keep this broadcast on the air.